You're listening to the Career Planning and Development Podcast. This is Episode 5, Networking for Career Planning. My name is Noah, and I'm a career development faculty member at Thompson Rivers University. I record this podcast in Tacoma Lipstation Equipment within Shikwetmahulu. This week, we're talking about networking. But before we get into it, I want you to consider what you know about your current industry or the industry you want to be in, and how did you learn about it? Not the technical skills, but the actual knowledge of the industry. So this week, we'll be talking about why networking is important, and we're going to touch on networking as a noun and a verb. We're going to talk about networking events, and we're going to close off by talking about informational interviews. So the reason why networking is important is because it gives you a chance to grow your network. Now that seems self-explanatory, but what I mean by that is increase the number of people to whom you can talk about your industry, who you can talk to to learn about your industry, who you can talk to to clarify career goals. Um, This gives you the opportunity to do things like practicing interviewing through conversations, a chance to get a better understanding of who you are um, in a professional setting, the ability to practice your socialization and communication skills, and it gives you the opportunity to get useful feedback and increase your self-confidence. And finally, it also helps you to access referrals or hidden jobs. This isn't about asking everyone you know for a job, and it's not only for the people who are looking for work at the time, or for the people who are incredibly well-connected, or for outgoing extroverts. No, this is about you and building relationships with other people in the same field or industry or general direction as you. This is relationship building. When you have a professional relationship with someone, you learn from them and they learn from you. This is what we call informal learning. It's about having people you can connect with in the future. It's not like a best friend relationship. It's a relationship that's centered on your profession. And you already have a network. You have friends and acquaintances and co-workers and classmates and volunteers in the community you work with, maybe professors from back in university or alumni that you've met with or professional association members that you interact with on a regular basis. And you build these relationships through learning. You learn from others and they want to learn from you. And you show a general interest in what others do and why they do it. It's all about conversation. Things like, hey, I wanted to learn more about your job. That's interesting. Could you tell me more about how what that is connects to what I'm working on over on this? They sound similar. Or have I ever told you that I'm learning about X and hoping to find a job doing Y? Or what did you do in university and how did you get here from that? Or do you know anyone I could talk with to learn more about what that department does. And of course, finishing off with something like, thank you so much for talking with me. Let me know if you ever want to meet up again. Now, the way that we do this networking is through conversation. And there's places where you can go that are specifically geared around that, like career fairs and networking events. But there's also times like informational interviews. And this excludes all the work that you're doing networking within your workplace as well. So networking events are things like career fairs. They're things like professional association events, post-secondary institution-based networking events, company-sponsored events, maybe. 
And the secret there is that everybody who attends these wants to meet someone like you. Nobody's going to turn you away if you walk up, smile, and say, I'm so-and-so, nice to meet you. In fact, they might actually be relieved that someone else started that conversation. Before you go to these events, it's important to be prepared. Do some research ahead of time, have an idea of who's going to be there, have an idea about what you already know about them, what the topic of the event is, maybe research some companies, or look at their websites, or browse their social media, maybe read up about them in industry publications. You should also prepare some questions, some things you're curious about, about these companies, or about the field, or the industry, things that you can't find answers to on their website. And then you'll also want to make sure you've got a really strong online presence, so that after the event, if they want to go and look for you, they'll find information about you. Right before the event, you'll need to make sure you've got some really clear goals. Maybe things like, I will meet with two new people. You're going to dress appropriately for the group, um, depending on the kind of event it is. You're going to arrive early. You're not going to bother bringing a resume unless it's a job fair, but you are going to collect a lot of business cards here. You're going to make sure that you've got some way of giving people your email address, either having a little notepad that you can rip some paper off of, or you can write on the back of a business card if you don't have business cards yourself, but some way of either giving other people your email address, but also of collecting their email address if they don't have business cards, because you're going to want to follow up with at least one person after the event. And remember, this isn't a job interview. It's just a conversation. So you're going to be confident, you're going to approach other people and introduce yourself, you're going to smile, have a handshake, maybe offer up a story like, oh, so on Friday I was working on XYZ at work and yada yada yada. It's about learning about the industry and where you might fit in it. It's about developing a network of people to talk to in that industry. So what that means is you're also going to be doing things like taking notes or getting contact information, maybe ask if you can add them on LinkedIn. And you're going to build networks with people who are outside of your immediate area. So you might be working with students or with people in other departments, in other fields within the same organization, things like that. A couple tools that I usually recommend are the elevator pitch and the memory test. So the elevator pitch is a way that we understand ourselves. So we put together these 30-second introductions, but we rarely actually use them because that's not the point. The point of the elevator pitch is not to use the elevator pitch. It's to have a strong understanding in your own mind about who you are and the first things you want people to know about you and the most important things you want them to know about you. So it might include your work experience or your education, maybe some interests or maybe volunteer work you do or maybe perhaps long-term goals. The point here is to have this store of quick facts in your mind to be able to use as needed. The memory test is about figuring out what you're really good at remembering. Is it faces? Is it stories? Is it people's names? Is it facts? And linking some of them together so that you can link faces and stories, or names and facts about them, and that way it gives you things to remember and talk about the next time you see this person, or if you run into them online, or in any other place. Some general topics to discuss at these are going to be the career field, uh, the employer, con the people's jobs, 
preparation that they had to get into the career field, maybe their career path, often about the organizational culture or opportunities for advancement, and general advice and referrals. Some normal conversation starters on this are things like, how was your summer? Or do you do any volunteer work? Or hey, did we meet at X event? Or how's the improvement in the economy helped your business? Maybe you'll talk about a technology or a recent policy change that's impacting your field. You're going to need to remember faces and names if you can, but make sure that it's always connected to something. So it's not just, oh, I know the, that person's name or I know that person's face, but I know that person's name or face and it's connected to something about them. It's important afterward to, to have done some research as well um, so that you've got some pre-knowledge and then you'll meet people from maybe those groups and then you'll do some research afterward. You could use some of that research you did ahead of time in these conversation starters or maybe the research you did later to contact them through LinkedIn. Maybe connections that you've made with them, like, you know, a friend of mine worked for your company last year and this is what they did. Or, oh, I heard that your company participates participates in this kind of charity work. Tell me more about that. Now, you might get asked a lot of different kinds of questions, things like, how was your weekend? Or what are you up to this weekend? And it might seem like a weird one, but it's super common workplace etiquette. It's about connecting on a personal level and sharing a story. Um, it's all about positive things. Nobody's going to want to hear if you had a terrible weekend. Uh, but talk about the things that were positive or the things that connect in with how you're wanting to present yourself. You may talk about um, how you became interested in the career field. They'll probably ask you the, oh, well, tell me about yourself, the generic opening question. They may ask what you already know about their industry or their positionings or about the field. They may ask you what you've learned from work experience or coursework that led you into the field, things like that. And it's really important after the event to follow up with them. Maybe send an email or connect via LinkedIn and say something like, oh, it was great meeting you yesterday. Or, oh, nice seeing you again. And this is where that memory thing comes in because you're going to mention something interesting that they said and maybe indicate how that impacted you. Virtual networking is only a little bit different from in-person. Uh, you do lose the mingling aspect, and so you need to be a little bit more intentional. You're going to need to make sure that you've got your webcam set up well, that it's you know at or above the level of your eyes, that you've got light uh, towards the front of you more than towards the back of you, things like that. Uh, you'll want to make sure that you've got your interruptions limited, um, you're in a quiet place, your tech is working well, all of that. At these events, you'll want to make sure that you're taking space and making space. And by that, what I mean is you'll ask questions that deepen the conversation, you'll build connections with others, and you're not going to monopolize the time. If you realize that someone else in the group hasn't been talking, bring them into the conversation intentionally. That not only helps them to feel part of this group, but it also really helps everybody understand that, hey, you're somebody who notices when other people haven't really connected in with a group. You're the kind of person who welcomes more people in. Informational interviews are another opportunity to do this kind of networking. It's more of a one-on-one. -on -one. So for this, what you're going to do is you'll reach out to somebody that you've met, maybe at one of these events, maybe somebody you weren't went to school with, maybe somebody that you know through a colleague or a classmate, and you'll reach out through email or through a phone call or maybe in person and ask if you can have a time to talk with them. This is about them. It's not about you. 
it's not about you looking for work. It's about finding out about them and who they are and how they got there and what they love about what they do and what the future of their industry looks like. So you're going to prepare questions in advance. They'll be concise and relevant. Maybe things like what are your company values or what does a work day at your office look like or what kind of qualities are you looking for in employees or colleagues or tell me more about what you do in your position. What education did you need to do this job? What I really recommend is what do you read to stay current in your role? Those are the kind of things you're going to prepare. For this, you're going to dress professionally, you're going to listen, you're going to take notes, you'll be mindful of their time, maybe ask for further connections. Uh, you can bring your resume to these if you're asked, uh, but only provide it if they ask for one. After it, you're going to follow up in an email, you're going to thank them for the meeting, uh, and maybe see if they can connect you with someone else or if you have any follow-up questions. Okay, if you want to get some practice, here's your next steps. Add someone you know on LinkedIn, ask them for a virtual coffee, and have a conversation. That's it. So today we talked about what networking is, how to do it, really brief, um, and a little bit about the informational interview process. These are great things that you can use and tools that you can use to improve your understanding of a workplace or of a field or of a industry, and it's a great way of learning more about what you're interested in being able to do. Thank you for listening. This has been Noah Arney with the Career Planning and Development Podcast. For more information or to contact me, go to careertheory.trubox.ca. This podcast is hosted by Thompson Rivers University and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License. Music for this podcast is A Life I Believe by John Worthy and the Benz. Until next time, I wish you well. Hey mama, it's been-